1: My name is Suzanne Stauffer, and I'm one of the hosts of Love Life and All Things Weird. Uh, Megan is also a co-host, and as our regular listeners know, um, we are in a uncoupling process. And As part of that process, we're taking a lot of space, and we're doing the radio show solo uh, while we're in this uncoupling process. And, um, you know, as I really love to do is I, I I love to be real and authentic and honest about my process, even though i'm I've been a, a coach and intuitive for seven years um you know i I don't wanna fall into that category of um coaches or facilitators or mentors or gurus that don't that kind of um either put them kind of put themselves above everyday messy living or or their people put them above it right and so it's as a coach it's very hard sometimes to um to reveal your messy because in our world so many people are like oh well if you're having a challenging time then That doesn't make you, um, a good coach, right? And it's such an interesting, uh, it's such an interesting thing, um, which I really totally disagree with. I think the best, um, facilitators and leaders, uh, healers and coaches are the ones that are very real and raw with their own learning, with their own, and they're congruent, you know, they're congruent with what's happening in their life. And so, Um, so in, in that, in the name of that, you know, I am doing this show solo, um, and really diving into my current process around, um, around ending the relationship, the romantic relationship that I've had with Megan. Um, and so, you know, I... Thank you for everybody in the chat room. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for the support. So I'm really loving um, this conversation about being real and that, you know, that Christine says getting real with your shit makes you an amazing dynamic leader. And I so believe that. So thank you for that. So all of those of you listening um, in real time, you can come to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com and click on the chat room button. I would so love you to be in the chat room with us today. Um, there's, it's so fun to have you commenting, to have you in community, um, and, oh, and to just, um, love on each other, you know, and share in this messiness of humanness that we're all in. So, um, I thank you everybody for coming. Um, I'm, like I said in my copy, I've been diving into this book, Conscious Uncoupling, and, um, And I'm learning so much about our brains and about how our minds want to process loss, abandonment, separation, rejection. Um, and it's really interesting in my coaching practice because I coach a lot of people that are in transition. And so oftentimes they're letting go of careers. Um, they're trying to create healthy boundaries. Um, they're, you know, and they're, 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 they've experienced a breakup and, um it's really interesting even clients that i've had that um in some ways have broken up you know 3 years ago or 10 years ago and when they start talking about that breakup right or they start talking about that person there is so much pent up energy in what they're talking about you know and they're and they go a lot to still to blame to um you know, blaming their previous partner or blaming their mother or, um, you know, and there's so much energy in that. And it's, it's been so fascinating to experience that myself, you know, um, like the, the, the intensity of the energy of rejection and what that does. Um, and, you know, in this book, and I would highly, highly recommend conscious uncoupling, um, I've asked Megan to um, work the book with me, because what I'm learning is that, you know, if you do not actually consciously and proactively work through an, the an end of a relationship, it you will absolutely take that energy into your next relationships. And you, in truth, will not be able to create something completely and entirely new um, because you're basically dragging all of that trauma, all of that rejection, all of those stories, all of the energy that you didn't process into your next relationship. And I, for one, am not willing to do that. <laughs> I am not willing... To do that, and so what I want you, for those of you who are, you know, transitioning out of any kind of relationship, because this is not just about romantic relationship. This is about um, consciously uncoupling from anything in your life, you know. So, you know, Megan has been doing this um, imprinting for riches program, um, and it's so dynamic. It's such I, I really appreciate Megan's ability to create community, and it's just such a um, a, a, an incredible group of people that are working through their stuff around money. You can, I mean, have you ever thought of your money as, um, you being in relationship with your money? And have you ever consciously uncoupled from your patterns around money? So you can literally take this idea of this radio show into anything that you're in relationship with. And um, start to really see what shit you really do need to let go of with regards to that. Because um, it's only going to benefit you if you are clean and clear um, with all of this stuff. So I want whatever you're in, whether it's a, I want you to actually just tune in and ask yourself the question like, you know, is there some kind of event? Is there some kind of breakup? Is there some kind of um, separation that you have experienced that when you think of it, it still brings up um, energy? It still brings up emotion. Like, you know, when you're talking about your your ex or something, you know, is there still um, energy in that when you're like, uh, I keep I see this a lot on Facebook especially right now in the current political um arena with um you know a narcissist at the realm <laughs> um that narcissism is is a is a label and a title and a idea and the the quote victims of narcissists um has been like a topic of conversation so much in the media or uh, like in Facebook and I've been reading so many articles about that and I've read so many people who are you know posting about their nar- their narcissistic ex right um and i in no way am i trying to say like that um that there isn't hurt and pain there but i really have a challenging time sometimes when we label our exes and when we <clears throat> put them in a box, and it even in the languaging that we're using we're still use we're still using languaging that is um you know victim um, uh, mentality right, and i am totally totally uh i totally do this right um but if that's the way you're describing the relationship well you know like for me it would be like. You know, he was, um, emotionally and physically abusive. And, um, you know, and I was a victim to that for five years and I stayed in that, right? Um, now that that might be true. Um, but how much of that energy of victimhood am I still carrying? And then I would carry into my next relationship. And so, um, <clears throat> it's not about not telling the truth. Um and how you experience that relationship, but what is the energy behind that? Is it an energy of accountability? Is it an energy of um conscious choice? Is it an energy of uh, that's clear or is it um or is there still um so much um pain and so much resentment and so much? Um, victimhood in the energy of how you're describing it, you know, and this could be like an asshole boss, you know, this could be like, you know, you got fired and you were blindsided, um, and, you know, again, that may be true but what is your energy with regards to that so um so that's what we're going to be really talking about and clearing today because like i said at the beginning if you are um if you are coming into another relationship of any kind with that where you're aligned and agreed with or rejecting, refusing, and reacting. This is the other thing that we all do is that we're like, oh my God, when we try to label someone, we're basically trying to create separation from them. So that asshole, there's like an energy of separation. But in that, you are still chained to that person. It's like you're reacting and rejecting and refusing, but you're still very much in relationship with that person. So what I found is, um, that if you can talk about a situation and there's an energy of neutrality, there's an energy of compassion, there's an energy of allowance, there's an energy of forgiveness. Like this last weekend, I went to Sedona with three of my best friends, and it was such a healing weekend for me. And one of the podcasts that I listened to was a TED Talk around forgiveness because I am actively in the process of forgiveness <laughs> right now. And especially forgiveness for me. Like forgiveness for me for staying in a relationship, especially in the last two plus years, that was very, very unhealthy for me. Um, because as you, as a lot of you know, Megan and I opened our relationship and then I was really trying so hard to, um, to adapt and to be okay with, um, with polyamory, and specifically with the polyamory that Megan was offering me, right because she, she her version of polyamory and my version of polyamory was different, and so in, I didn't want to lose my relationship with her I didn't want to lose her, and so I sold out and settled and compromised. Um, what was true for me in order to try to stay in that relationship and to be able to still um, experience, like to, to hold on to the creations um, of us, to hold on to our, to our, the, like the awesome parts of our relationship and to really be able to have Megan in my life, you know. And so, um, so I am in such a huge and intense process of forgiveness um, for myself um, for selling out and for really hurting myself in this process. And so in this TED talk that we were listening to, uh, Magic Alex and I, um, my friend, um, there was three different scenarios, um, and I would have you look it up. Like it was an amazing podcast, um, of a, a mother of a serial killer. And her process in forgiveness of a woman who was sexually, um, raped, was raped, um, and how she went and, um, <clears throat> met her, um, abuser and they spent a week together. Um, and there was one more story, um, as well, which I, I can't remember what that one was, but forgiveness is such an incredible, um, an incredible process, you know, um, and if you don't fully, um, go through that process, um, then you are forever you know tied to the the destructive energies um, in that relationship you know that you will very much stay and keep inside of you and will then affect and influence your um relationships going forward, whatever those relationships are. And so in the book, Unconscious Coupling, they talk about finding your emotional freedom, reclaiming your power in your life and breaking the pattern, like really healing your heart um, and creating a really different future for yourself. And that is what I am in the process of doing. What I think is so fascinating is that the part of the brain that is activated it, when you fall in love, right, um, is the same part of the brain that is activated when you're rejected. And so being rejected by the one that we love, right, or by like being rejected by the boss or being rejected by our mother, right, or being rejected, you know, by our friend, it sparks that activity in the brain that is similar to the experience like of a cocaine addict that's like... um seeking its next fix. And so as you guys can, you know, relate to, I'm sure, and you've seen in your friends, and in other people, it's like, um, you know, the more that there's rejection, the more that you want to pull at that person, right? Um There's this quote, that's like the less uh, the less my hope, the hotter my love, right? So it's like <laughs> the, the more that someone is supposedly moving away or rejecting you, the more that you're trying to grab on and hold on, right? Um, because this is a part of the, of the brain that's saying, um, that's activated. And I think this is what has been so helpful um, in reading this book for me is that I feel crazy. Um, I have felt crazy in in the last two plus years. I mean not that I didn't feel crazy before that, but especially in the last two years. There'd be like, you know, one minute where I literally just hated, hated Megan, just hated her with all of my being. And then twenty minutes later I'm crying because I miss her, you know? And <laughs> um you know, and then feeling so angry and resentful um towards her and towards Shereen and towards like the you know what they were choosing um and feeling so rejected right and um and and feeling like the the most negative Um, destructive energies in me, you know, like this process has taken me to like the, like a zero ground level of literally not wanting to be on the planet. Like just not even wanting to get up to not wanting to, that I can't help myself and I can't help anybody else. Like it has taken me to the hardest, hardest, hardest places inside of me and to the darkest shadows inside of me that I have completely acted out, you know, with regards to myself and in, you know, (laughs) thank goodness I haven't like, you know, slashed any tires or destroyed any personal property or, you know what I mean, like um, publicly, you know, thrown anybody under the bus, right? Like, (laughs) So so I felt like in some ways I've I've really um tried to um <laughs> to uh step into allowance and forgiveness. Um but you better believe there's been some really dark um energies um that I have experienced and that um that I have worked through. Um so, you know, I wanted to um, quote part of this book because it says a poorly navigated um, loss and its resulting poorly healed heart can make you a lifelong victim to the darker side of love and keep you locked into a lesser life with a diminished capacity to love and be loved moving forward. So there's this, they actually have a disorder called prolonged grief disorder, which is literally like the experience of a broken heart that you never get through. Uh And, you know, it's, so it's really interesting because, you know, I, because I have so much trauma in my childhood, it, um, there's such a uh, predisposition to having, um, a really a, a challenging um experience in relationship and so i have a lot of um relationships where there was a lot of trauma and a lot of heartbreak and a lot of um a lot of destruction in in the relationship and also in the breaking up of the relationship you know and so um although my relationship with megan has been the most powerful and loving and the healthy relationship that I've ever experienced was also very much wrought with a lot of the, you know, the same kind of trauma and conflict of my other relationships and of my life. And so, you know, I am in a completely new chapter um, inside of myself, like really, you know, for the first time saying I don't actually care what it takes. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I have to be alone Um, for five years or 20 years. I am going to break my own cycles of relationship. And so, you know, part of this process is in really being visible and vocal about where I am and releasing the shame that I hold. Uh, around relationship and specifically around this relationship with Megan. And so, um, that's my intention for, um, coming forth today with this topic. And, um, we're gonna really dive into this more. Um, and I want to give you some tools to be able to really move on from all of those, um, places and spaces in whatever relationship you've been in the past that you're still, um, that you're still have, um, energy around that's still stopping you in some way so please come back from break you're listening to love life and all things weird
0: are you looking for a place to create connect and belong where you have massive encouragement to be the weird live outside the box person you truly are if you've chosen a different path as a rebel an innovator a leader entrepreneur and change maker you're in the right place on love life and all things weird Megan and Suzanne Bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., Call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne.
1: Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about conscious uncoupling, and you know traditionally that's about romantic relationships, but we're kind of expanding that out into other places and spaces and other types of relationships, whether there were friendships that were lost, whether you know it's difficulty with a family member or with your mom or dad, or even like um energies that you're still holding around you know previous jobs or bosses or something like that like relationship is a very you know and especially romantic relationship but all ro- all relationships bring up um this fundamental come from that we have um the fundamental um wounding that we have um from childhood and so it can get really sticky you know and i think it's super interesting too in breakups because you know there's this societal way of um of breaking up that it's like okay well then you never talk to the other person again and then you're you know you speak like from a victim place you know all of the you know bad things and how that you know person you know was so was such an asshole and such a narcissist and so selfish and so blah 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 and then everybody takes sides you know what I mean? Like then, you know, everybody has to split their, you know, their and decide, uh, you know, choose which which side are they on, you know, and which person are they going to um support? And I just I hate all of that. I really do. You know, it's it's such an interesting thing because, you know, Megan and I came into relationship um ten years ago and we broke up with our partners at the time and so it was a very messy ending and a very messy beginning for Megan and I. And you know, Megan and Annabeth had a huge community and yet, you know, I was considered, you know, the other woman and um you know, Megan's previous partner um did everything she could um to uh to really just vocalize her pain and her resentment and her, um, uh, and, you know, they never were able to come into contact or communication again. And there's still people in the community that have, um, you know, taken sides and won't speak to, um, Megan or I you know, and it's and it's it's such an interesting thing now, ten years later, to be here um and to be um in Annabelle's shoes frankly um and to feel my own energies of resentment and pain um you know, and that that like the 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 shadow parts of me um that want to blame Megan, want to blame shereen, want to blame how it all came down, and all of this stuff right. Um, and, and even the parts of me that want people to side with me, you know, um, and seeing, you know, seeing people side with whoever, you know, seeing people side with Megan, seeing people side with me. And it's, um, and, and so it's, it's interesting to step back and witness it all, you know, and to be able to look at it, um, from this really kind of big vision place, because, um, you know, I didn't do the work 10 years ago um, in completing my relationship um, uh, in a healthy way. And I started my relationship with Megan in a very messy way, you know, and now here we are. I feel like it's some karmic circle, you know, um, some complete karmic um, two by four across my face. Um, and yet I am so committed and dedicated to, um, coming back to love, um, coming back to a true space and place of love for myself, but also coming back to love, um, to everybody involved and to everybody's feelings and emotions and energies. You know, it's like, um, when I can come to a place of love and allowance for myself and for others i think you know that is where the true freedom lies and that's going to be the place where you know things transform um and so part of the process and this is what i want you to consider in your own in your own um inquiry with regards to this um this topic is um uh because, like I said, you know, and this is what the book says, you know, any attempt to disconnect um, from relationships by disdain will ultimately serve um, to to really root down your heartache and make a home of it, you know. Um, and so if you're... 10 years later, super resentful about that boss, you know, that fired you, then what, how do you bring that energy into any other, um, job, um, you know, and any other, um, you know, what are you, what are you doing then? You know, um, so, let's just take a deep breath and be like, okay, you know, um, What's right about this? You know, what was right about um, that... What was right about that firing? And what was right about the... um, What accountability can I take? You know? Um, What responsibility can I take um, that I haven't been willing to take, that I haven't been willing to receive. Um, You know, when I got fired from my accounting job um, so long ago, I was going through my first divorce and I was literally not present for like three months. Um, And so (laughs) I, no wonder I got fired. Right. And I felt like such a victim to that, you know, Um, (laughs) I felt like um, my bosses like kind of kicked me when I was down, you know? And so for years, Uh, I I was like this kind of uh, martyr, you know, and victim, like, but this, um, and I, uh, I was, I was just so resentful about the whole process. And yet, you know, like, what, like, if I was not doing my job, um, in an appropriate way, you know, and if I was not, if I was distracted and emotional, and like, literally just not doing my job, then, what recourse did they have in the end, they really needed to get the work done, you know, and so this is what i'm talking about It's just like um in any situation, what is uh what is what is right about the situation, and what accountability um what accountability can I take what responsibility can i um can I look into and <clears throat> and see like um what was i choosing what was i doing what actions were h- how was i available um for for that right um and really taking that huge accountability um that you haven't taken so far right and reconciling that energy and forgiving yourself and forgiving um the other person right um and so whew, um that can take time and that can take work but it's really interesting you know because there's this saying that says time heals all wounds you know um and in some ways i believe that that's true i do believe that's true um but i don't actually i feel like sometimes there's wounding that <laughs> that just gets covered up. And it's, if you don't actually do something besides allow time to go by, you it's just so much, it's so easy to be triggered in that moment, right? It's so easy to just go back to that exact moment and feel all of those feelings again. So yes, time does heal, but there's also an, a, a, a huge process in, um, in, in, Really reconciling and letting go of those energies and feeling your feelings, you know, feeling your feelings of, of resentment and pain, feeling your feelings of, you know, grieving the loss of the future that you thought you were going to have, you know. So there's so much about feeling your feelings, um, uh, with regards to this and, um, and not just like, you know, Covering it up or moving on or distracting or dissociating. So, um, I'm curious as to. If there are all of you, uh, all of you listening, if you'd be willing to write in the chat room or like write down a particular thing, you know, maybe it was an experience or a traumatic event or relationship ending or, um, you know, being fired like we've been talking about or like something that you know that you still have energy around. I'm wondering if you would be willing to bring that up, you know, to, um, to look at that, um, uh, to look at, at that from a new perspective, you know, to ask yourself a different question. So do all of you have that, um that in your mind? Do all of you have that? Yes? Yes? Cool. Awesome. So I want you to, like, just feel in and remember that experience. And then I, then I'm asking you to kind of step back from, from your emotions. You know, and see in that experience, if you can identify the underlying assumptions that are driving you to um, to feel this way, that are driving you to feel the way that you do, like, what are you making this mean about you or about your life? like? For me, in this breakup specifically, it's, I'm, I'm broken. Fundamentally, I'm broken. Uh, that I am, that I'm not conscious enough, um, that I'm not a higher con, a, a high enough consciousness to, um, and I don't have a high enough vibration of unconditional love. In order to um, be in polyamory right um, or to have that kind of lifestyle that um, that i um, that my wounding um, is wrong and that i um, and that I just fail at relationship right um, so isn't that interesting, right when you can kind of step back? And look at the assumptions um, of of where that takes you, right? And so no wonder there's so much energy in it, so much intensity in it. Yeah, so um, Christine says that there's a lot of should energies. And Laurie says, yes, that I'm broken, that I can't do friendship. Yeah, so isn't that interesting, right? Like these kinds of traumatic things, they take us to... A place, right? They take us to the wrongness of us. They take us into judgment of ourselves. And the reason why we can't get over them is because we haven't really looked at the underlying energies or assumptions, right? Um, So now it's about challenging your assumptions, right? It's about questioning those assumptions. It's about pushing back against, you know, that, like, the certainty that that's true. Right? And so in the book, they talk about having a compassionate ferocity. Right? Which I really love. A compassionate ferocity. So, for yourself. So, you speak to yourself as though you were your own loving mentor and guide with great wisdom and insight to offer. So, I'm curious Like, if you were to question your assumptions, what would, and you were to really stand in that compassionate ferocity, what would you say to yourself? Right? Like, for me, like, I kept choosing, I kept choosing the reasons why I kept choosing into this form of relationship. Um, And that I was trying so hard to um, continue uh, to not lose and that that came from the little ones, the wounded ones in me that feel so alone um, and that feel so hurt, right? Um, But that it's not because there's something wrong with me. Um, It's because I was uh, holding on to something that, you know, was like best, Love that I'd ever experienced, and so when I can tap into that, and when I can tap into the places where I reacted so um so intensely and sometimes so violently, right, <laughs> um, I can bring compassion to my to the the harshness to the you know choices that I make, I can bring forgiveness to myself and to others. I can feel love and peace and um, I can choose and demand something different from my life right I can um learn like actually identify the lessons, and I can create a, like, almost like a, I've created like a a mantra, in a way, um, going forward, and I read that statement to myself a lot in this process of, like, what I'm actually stepping into you know and those for the for those of you that might look like like you know um like the job that you lost or whatever like i commit to um creating uh or like embodying an energy where you know it's a, a win win in my employment you know and where this is what it feels like and this is what it looks like and you know um so it's like a uh, it's a, a path and a, a statement going forward, um, right? So I hope that's making sense. Like, give me some feedback in the chat room um, around all of this while we go on break. Um, we'll come back. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back.
0: Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to MeganSolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program.
1: Hi, everybody. We're back. We're talking about conscious uncoupling um, from anything and anyone. And I'm really appreciating the chat room discussion. Um, and uh, I love this comment from L. Patrick. I think it's Laura, right? So if you get safe with yourself, then you can go th- through the process a little easier. And um, yes, like that is such a powerful point because um, I think that, you know, we really want to outsource our safety and our trust and our love to other people. You know, we really, um, we believe that safety lies in something or someone else. It, it lies in the job. It lies in the relationship, you know, it lies in the friendship. Um, and it's not true. So, um, so if you, so if you find your own safety, Then yes, like, um, there's, uh, there's a, a place for you to come from, you know, and what I want to say right now in the sharing of, um, in my sharing today is that this is, this is my experience. This is my version of, of the events that have gone down, um, in my relationship. And I'm sure Megan has her version, too. And those versions aren't going to match up. They're just not. That's part of the reason why the relationship is ending the way that it is, is because, you know, we don't see things in the same way. And so my um, conversation with you today isn't about, you know, saying that my version is the truth. It's about just sharing my experience and um, like how it's been for me. Um, And so I would highly recommend that you also, you know, if you have questions that you come to me or if you have questions, you know, I can't speak for whether Megan's open to questions, but um, I would, I would just highly, um, I just want to say specifically that, um, that I'm not saying that this is the truth. Um, I'm just saying that it's my truth and Megan has hers and everybody has a right to their experience. You know, she has, um, a lot of her, uh, her own um, hurt and pain and resentment, um, from this relationship and from really from a lot of the, the first seven years that we were in relationship, um, which, you know, is, is very hard for me to be with, you know, and so, um, so part of this process of consciously uncoupling is also allowing for a difference of opinion and that somebody else has a different experience and that you might have, you know, even a different experience of me or of Megan or of some other, you know, of relationship and that it's not about trying to line up and figure out what actually happened because you could spend thousands of years doing that. And I don't think that it, really matters in truth it's just like okay like uh, this experience that I'm having is very perfect to my own wounding you know Um, and very perfect to my own path of healing and to my own path of empowerment Um, and so I just want to note that like I'm not trying to you know publicly declare anything that went down as you know the truth or that that's what happened or that Megan's wrong um I really want to just be as honest from my perspective how I've experienced it and what I'm reconciling and what I'm working through in the healing process so I hope that is clear for everyone and like I said I'm more than happy to answer questions and to you know, I don't want anybody taking sides. I'm not um, asking you to um, to believe me. <laughs> um, I would really highly, highly, especially those of you who know both of us. Um, I would really just hope that you could um, hold space for both of our experiences and our story. Um, and thank you, Laurie. She says, yes, each version is going to be much different and to be honoring of that is really important. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's this quote um, by Rumi that I wanted to um, say. It's um, 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 It says, even after all this time, the, nev- the sun never says to the earth, you owe me look what happens with a love like that it lights the whole sky <laughs> and i really really love that because um that's where i want to live from in all of my experiences um in all of my um relationships or friendships and all of those places and spaces where um things quote go wrong you know um it's not about Um, there's, there's no owing, um, there's no, um, it's just about love, right? Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. And that's really my intention in this is to find a place and a space of unconditional love for me and unconditional love for Megan and unconditional love for the situation and for all of the experiences an unconditional love for all of my choices um, from past, you know, so that there's a truly a space of um, reconciliation and forgiveness and freedom, you know, like um, that is my ultimate goal. And I know that I have a lot, a lot to work on with regards to that. Um, like I, this has been such a um, excavation for me in looking at the shadow sides that are still so relevant and prevalent, you know, in me and learning to love those shadow sides, learning to, um, love, you know, the, the, like, uh, it's so easy to, to love my, you know, my gifts or my magic or my love that I share with others or, you know, so many things. It's so easy, but it's so hard to, um, to unconditionally love my shadow, to unconditionally love the places where I just feel so um, mean, you know, and so dark um, and so destructive. Um, so that's my um, that's my process, you know, and that's my um, task um, that I've um, taken on. And I would ask all of you maybe that this is a time for excavation too of can you get to that place of compassion and neutrality and no charge and all of these things in your history and in your life um so uh so i'd love to do some clearing um you know like all of the oaths, vows, filthies, comilties, commitments, agreements, pacts, and binding and bonding contracts that you have, that we all have to um, remaining and staying a victim, to um, being at the effect of others, um, to being abandoned and rejected. Um, can we uncreate and destroy all of that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And all the way we're aligning and agreeing with our wounded um, wounded ones, with the stories of the past, everywhere that we're aligning and agreeing with that and continuing to be um, the martyr and the victim. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all, nice, first, boys, and beans, and all of the ways in which we're resisting and reacting, that we're still chained to the past, um, that we're still chained to our old stories, that we're still chained to our version of the truth, even though it may not be the truth. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes right, wrong, good, bad, pipocal nine, all night, and beyonds, um, all of the uh, ways in which we've condemned and wronged and judged ourselves for the past and for the mess and for the human messiness that we are everywhere that we hold shame and blame and guilt and regret for ourselves and for others, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all night, shirts goes and beyonds, and all the anger, fury, hate, rage. Um, all of the obsessive-compulsive energies that we bring into our relationships, that we bring into our past, that we bring into the stories that we're holding on to. Can we uncreate and destroy all that? Please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all night, trips, boys and beyond. And all of the... Um, the implants and explants and all of the algorithms that keep us in a state of, of victimhood, that keep us in a state of martyrdom, that keep us in a state of being at the effect of, being the wounded one. Can we create and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad. Pot, um, shirts, um, I have so much, ah so much work to do. Um, and I'm doing that work from a place of compassion and mostly <laughs> for myself and uh, from a place of I have a choice I always have a choice and it's okay that I've chosen uh, things that weren't in alignment with me because then I could choose something different and that I could learn from that, and um, that is my hope and um, my prayer for all of us is that we uplevel, we take the past, we clear the past, and we move into an incredible new version of ourselves um, that we let go um, so that we can create something entirely new um, that we that we allow ourselves to um, to be comforted, to have strength, to feel our own wisdom, to feel our own intuition, our own truth, that we can uh, forever move forward in way more congruency to who we are, to the truth of us. Um, that is my hope. That is my prayer. Um, that is my intention. Um, that is what I offer um, to all of us. That, um, that we embrace and that we uh, continue to, uh, to, to move forward in this, <laughs> in this messy, messy, messy thing called life um, with all of our messy emotions. So thank you all for listening. Megan will be back next week. Um, I love you all. Thank you so much.